0: Welcome to Business and Investing with Grant and Charlie's over there somewhere, where we are enhancing your complete set of skills to build wealth inside and outside your business. Oh wow, that was some flat was that intro flat? there? That was, that was so flat. flat. Too much, too, too much Christmas put yesterday. What you, you, what are you gonna do? You gonna oh, So You've it done or? the intro like bloated. Is that what you're telling <laughs> me? Well, this is what happens when you choose to do a recording on a Boxing Day. Just put it out there. Just put it out there. Are you saying I need to redo this? No, that's how we roll with it. I think this is a perfect intro. (laughs) This is great. Well, now the cat's out of the bag. We're recording on Boxing Day. Why? Because we bloody well can, Charlie. You know what else is awesome on Boxing Day? Or Well, people listen to this in January, but screw it. It's Boxing Day somewhere. Head over to businessandinvesting.com forward slash newsletter. Put in your details. And we'll let you know when it's Boxing Day somewhere else as well. And let you know every time we drop one of these episodes. You came back. Do you like that? Yeah, I did. I had uh, to have a sip of coffee. That's
1: all I needed. Now, before we get started, let's cue your disclaimer. It's Charlie here from Business and & Investing and I need to let you know that Grant, myself and the Business & Investing team are in no way, shape or form qualified to give you personal or specific financial advice. We strongly encourage you seek out and use professionals when you are making investment decisions or comparing investment products. <music> All right, Grant, we need to talk about that flat intro, I that very like, monotone flat intro.
0: I feel like I was resembling everybody else after Christmas. I thought I did very well to relate to people.
1: Do you think that's how every business owner feels across the family <laughs> experience or Christmas season, whatever you want to call it? Maybe. maybe. You know, I'm a nicer person than you. Maybe. <laughs> I actually think many business owners probably like spending time with their family. It may, may not just be me that feels this <laughs> distaste towards it. Potentially. Plead the fifth. No comment. Yeah, no comment. We should go back to no comment. Now, we're actually recording this podcast on Boxing Day itself. And when I woke up this morning, Grant, it's not like I felt like someone was dragging me into work to do something I hate, which I can only imagine how many people who work in retail feel that way oh, today. Oh, I haven't even thought about it. Yes. And there's are sitting there.
0: Thousands of people are going to come
1: through the door. They're going to
0: turn the joint upside down. Fuck Boxing Day.
1: Oh, but Shit. I get the double time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get. The,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, you hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but Charlie, it's worth it. Trust me, I can sacrifice a day of
1: my life to make double. It's like two days in one.
0: That's a great win.
1: Well, that's what I want to talk about today, Grant. I think it's a really interesting idea to think about building a life you don't actually want to retire from. Something you don't want to have to escape from. And this time of year highlights something to me that I just think is really fascinating. It's how many people work 50 weeks of the year doing something they don't like, justifying it for things like, oh, well, I need the money, but I'm living in some form of misery. And then for two weeks of the year, they go wild.
0: Yeah. Girls going wild. It's like,
1: I always think, so throughout
0: the entire year, do you actually think that people have? Grinded harder in the lead up to Christmas, like last three to four weeks, I've had more conversations with people where, like, oh man, I'm ready for this break. Oh, I'm getting close to burnout. And I'm like, what are you doing so different now than you were in the last 11 months of the year? Like, is it really that much busier now? Or is this that you're just like, oh man, there's there's like this relaxing for two weeks around the corner? So now I just, I feel like I'm tired just because that's how I should feel, because that's how everyone else feels. Quotation marks.
1: What you do? Know, if you work at a toy shop, I could understand why you legitimately might be more tired. With like a seasonality business, you know, or if you work in like a holiday park that's particularly busy around Christmas time, there's some businesses where legitimately, I'll give it to you, you get to feel tired in December. You're you probably so, worked hard that month. So talking about the allies, but I get what you mean. I but get- for everyone else, <laughs> no, to, to that point, for everyone else, I feel like this is just like societally wide in.
0: Yeah. It's like, oh,
1: the The mall's
0: got the Christmas tree up. I feel tired. I feel like I need a holiday. (laughs) It's like this
1: wiring. Do you know the thing that disturbs me though? How many people spend the year working for something like I need? So they grind because they need the money and then December comes around and then they feel justified in overspending on holidays because (gasps) they deserve it, Grant. They've worked so hard this year. Yeah. Or buying gifts way over the top for people or getting that new car because they deserve it, Grant. They do. I and do, then the it. irony being is that's what keeps them trapped for the next year. Well, yeah, because then
0: they're paying off for everything they pay for <laughs> on Christmas or they're starting to prepare themselves to do it again for the
1: following year to one-up the previous year. When society has got something wide in at this level where it's basically like accepted that it's okay to work in a job you don't like or have a business that you work a lot of hours in because you've got to do it for the money, right? Because, you know, how else are you going to do it? It, it? It's really concerning to me how many people set up their lives in a way that it's like, how could this not just be suffering to a point where one day you don't have to do this anymore? Because mm-hmm. you're just not enjoying what you're doing. And I want to set some context around this. I'm not saying there's a whole ton of people out there that are like literally depressed what the, with what they're doing. What I think is there's this middle ground. There's these people that it's like, okay, I'm not, I'm not living the life I want. I don't have the business I want, but it's tolerable. But if someone gave me $5 million today, I'd throw this in. Yeah. Versus if someone gave you and I $5 million, I'd, I'm not going to speak for you here, but I know if someone gave me $5 million today, all I'm going to do is enhance what I'm already doing.
0: Completely. Like
1: I would not change.
0: The podcasting not changed the way that we're running businesses I would, there'd be very few if anything at all that i would change Where the five mil even shit even call it 10 mil like it's fundamentally minuscule amount of change but i find you could totally do a thought exercise on like reducing that amount down to like just going to all these businesses like would you burn this shit for five mil yes would you burn this shit for one mil yes, would you burn this shit for 50 grand? And I feel like a lot of business owners are like, how's yeah, I burn this shit for 50 grand. <laughs> it's like,
1: it's just like, yeah, it's, it's totally dude. No worries. See, <laughs> so we laugh, but isn't this the concerning part? Yeah. I, t- t- what?
0: Just to see how, how many business owners, like how low you could get it to just to burn
1: business to give them a better opportunity. Completely. <laughs> It's been a very interesting year for me because um, like I reached financial independence. So I'm at the point now where I could burn things down if I, sh- I chose to, Yeah, right? And, it, and so it's like, no one has to give me $5 million for me to uh, stop doing something that I don't want to do anymore. But it's made me think about business in a very, very different way. A very, very different way. It's like, I get to do business. I don't have to do business. Like I want to do business. No one's forcing me to do business. And very specifically, and we'll go into this later, it it enables you to play business in a very different way that is way more fun, way more fun.
0: And the interesting thing is that the more that we have lent into this, the more opportunities that appear. The more that we play business in a sustainable manner where we enjoy it, everyone that we interact with, whether it's the team customers, love it. They're like, why do you guys enjoy this so much? Like it, it is... I don't know if it's the aura or something like that. Like it's almost like this unlock has happened when moving from a grind mentality into like a now I just get to enjoy it. Where everyone else is like, why do you enjoy your business so much? How are you doing this? Versus, wow, man, you always look so
1: tired. Like, man,
0: it must be a bit of a grind.
1: Do you know how I think about it? I'm going to use an example. You you went on a trip this year. You actually went to the snow. Mm -hmm. Now, for me, that is suffering. (laughs) <laughs> like that is like the, it's cold you're on these like what a terrible idea as someone who lives in melbourne why would i ever want to go anywhere play that's cold it's already, it's already cold enough here <laughs> yeah and then you got gonna get on these like boards and sticks and ride them down some hill and like i'm just like that this makes no sense to me on why that would be fun for someone however <laughs> yep. summer comes around I like riding a push bike up those hills, same hills, same mountains, right? So in winter, the skiers like to go down them. And in summer, the cyclists like to ride up them. And I look at that and go that it's so interesting that for me, that's fun. I love it. And for me, but for like the majority suffering. of society, they're going to hate that. So yeah. there's got to be this degree of acceptance of like, you know, we, we enjoy the things we enjoy. You don't have to enjoy what I enjoy and I don't have to enjoy what you enjoy. And it can be very, very difficult for people to acknowledge that when they're so used to conforming to just what society does in general. I love that. Totally. Totally. So we like podcasting, right? It's Boxing Day. I want a podcast. The rest Mm -hmm. of society is telling me that I should be packing up my Christmas tree and potentially continuing to binge eat on delicious goodies. We could talk about my Christmas cook-up at a later date. (laughs) But if I conformed to what society was doing and the mindset of people in that, I would actually be unhappy because I don't enjoy Boxing Day. Like, Boxing Day isn't something that appeals to me in the same way as getting to hang out with you and do this podcast. Maybe that's because you're financially
0: independent and you don't need to save 40% off your goods and wares for your house. Maybe that's the difference.
1: I have done a little bit of boxing day shopping. I'm not gonna
0: lie. <laughs> <laughs> I might have done it on the phone at like 5 30 this morning. I'm like, yeah, and I'm done. All right, let's podcast.
1: Uh, they found a way to get me. It was like I never got involved in Boxing Day sales until you could do it from your computer. Because now I don't have to deal with the crowds and stores. I can just that's chug away at it.
0: That's the that's the win. But that uh, I concur to that point wholeheartedly. Where but it, don't you find it challenging though that Everybody you know in, who is around you has got like the photos of their friends going up on their social media. They are doing the perceivably normal things on Boxing Day and you are doing the perceivably non-normal things on Boxing Day. I, I just found it fascinating where it's like to everybody else, they must look at what we're doing going, why are you working on Boxing Day?
1: Where was just it? What, I just want to come back to an earlier point you said as well and then I'm going to dig de- right into that one. If you're living your life now in a way you hate going out into the world and like being miserable for 50 weeks of the year, grinding it out for money. The chances of you being someone people want to spend time with probably lower. If you and I are doing something we enjoy, having a great laugh, being people that are energetic and enthusiastic, was it really a surprise why people would want to connect with us or do things with us? And we also... We normalize the weird. <laughs> we definitely normalize the weird. We absolutely normalize the weird. And I think that for a lot of business owners, they want that as well. We get comments on it all the time. Like I've had many of our clients go, well, you guys have way too much fun uh, in business. And I'm like, you don't have enough fun. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're taking it too serious. So the, so opportunities definitely come from that by being someone that people would actually want to spend time with. Totally. Because they've got no one else sitting around them doing the same
0: thing, being weird. They're, they're kind of like this person, like this turtle sticking their neck out of the shell, going, "What
1: does this, everyone else doing? I'm scared. And just drop straight back in. And they follow society. So second to your point there is like, well, how do we go about being different then, right? Is it uncomfortable, is what you're asking? And the answer is yes. Because for most of us, we've spent our whole lives trying to fit in. We're tribal creatures, like you went to school and you fit in with – you look around and whatever what is every other student doing and then you conform and then you go into high school and then you do the same thing and then you go and get a job potentially and then you do the same thing. Like in every era of your life up until this point, conforming to society has worked for you. Yep. So to, to then suddenly start not doing that, even with things you enjoy. Right. I'll, I'll give you a quick story on this. I remember the first time I took a Tuesday off to go um, writing. And I felt guilty the whole time I was on the bike for not being at work. <laughs> to the extent that you're not enjoying doing the thing that you it should be. Yeah. It was horrible. It the
0: worst ride ever. <laughs> Dude, I've done, I've done the same where I've like gone on a holiday, sitting on a beach, feeling guilty for not being on the laptop.
1: And I'm like, oh, no. It's like you digital nomad, you? Yeah, totally. Have you ever gone to the gym during the day and felt guilty for not being like, you know, grinding it out? Totally.
0: Or I'll try and make up the hours or like the back end of the, of the day where it's like oh, I, like, I carved out like two, three hours in the middle of the day. Maybe I'll caught up with someone for lunch and so I'll go and tack it on at the end. And like, <laughs> or like a, I'll eat dinner and I'll just go, oh, I'm just going to get set back in front of the computer and catch up with the things I miss.
1: And this is where I think we have to completely acknowledge that if you're going to build a life you don't want to retire from, that is going to likely be different from the, what the rest of society is doing, if rest of society in this notion is kind of grinding it out, okay. then being able to deal with that uncomfortableness of doing things differently and for that to be your state and zone and enjoy it does require a bit of work. You don't get that for free. Like it's like all new things, it's going to feel weird and uncomfortable in the beginning and you'll get somewhere where it is much more uncomfortable. And for me, this has been quite a, a transition to it. But I want to jump in on a point we're kind of alluding to here is the, I do think for every business owner that a period of grinding to see what you're really capable of, where like, you know, your back's against the wall and you've got to make it and you're going to build something special here, is really good for them. And it was great for me. I'd almost say that it's not even good for them. I almost think it's mandatory.
0: Like, I think that the business owners that I've seen who have not hit that grind, but have made decent cash some reason, typically lose it and they need to go and fall back into it. Like I I feel, I don't know, it seems to round business owners out because they know how to chew glass. Like they go, oh yeah, cool, I've I've done this. I've seen things go completely fucking wrong and I know how to fix them, which makes them better at the thing. But then they also see things that they don't want to do for the rest of their lives. And like, yeah, I don't want to do that forever. And they'll outsource it or automate it or do something else. It's like, it's almost like this rite of passage that, I don't know if you can sustain it or sustain being a business owner for the rest of your life unless you've got like this period of like pure Gary V like hustle pushing it out. So I'd say that I'd almost argue that everyone
1: goes. I can't think of a single person I know that hasn't done a period of what I'll call, we'll call it grind. Do you actually know anyone? I have no one. No, who's done, And I will say in context, who's ended up doing well. I don't know anyone that's like started a lifestyle side business and it's like, okay, I've got a perfect lifestyle and then it's kind of all worked out. They're yeah. probably out there, but I don't know them. And, but it was, was it
0: Dan Pena, he's like <laughs> the thing, my my favourite human being. Like, if you're putting in two hours a day, someone else is putting in three. Like and they'll just storm you. And, compare, and then you throw and look at someone else who's just hustled for like eight, ten hours of this day just to set themselves up for where they are. Do that storm all over you. Like it's an incomparable game. And then that just sets you up, I think, perfectly for the next seasons of life and investing in business. Um, So to your point, like it might be a short period, it might be a longer period of a grind. But to start off, wholeheartedly believe
1: it's there. Well, some people go too long as well, right? And you see them get severely burnt out and then forced to change their (laughs) lifestyle. So, Hang on. To that point,
0: I know quite a few people that hustled hard and then were forced into it when they had a kid. Or I know a guy, back injury, had a back injury, forced him to not sit at a desk that long, but to sustain a very successful business with less hours. Like, the, usually,
1: some of the times people are forced into these things outside of choice, to your point. The kid thing particularly resonates with me because suddenly, but I would argue that's actually, you're grinding just not in, as in business. You've now got a kid and a business. You kind of got two businesses. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so I, would, I, I do say that we've got to be careful how we measure that one because it's like, Jack the business. You might not be grinding that hard in business, but let's see how you do after a week with no sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a completely different. That's your choice. You chose to have a chosen grind, but that's a, that's a different context from there. <laughs> I think the thing that I want to highlight to people, though, is that eventually you've got to get to a point where you shift to a sustainable model. It's like seasons. I love the seasons analogy. Well, I feel like it's the season we're both in now is like we're building something we could do for the rest of our lives and that's the intent rather than something that's for a cash grab or for a circumstance. Totally, totally. And that's, I just feel like it's a really powerful idea because for many, many business owners out there, they could probably start doing some of this stuff now.
0: I concur. I think it comes back to that thinking differently. Like the repeating the same thing and expecting a different result. It's the concept of, oh, Charlie, if I just did another six months of hustle, I'd be able to unlock the thing. And it's like, well, what is the thing that you're trying to unlock that would actually help you move into the next season? Well, the only thing is just hustling for another six months. Yeah, but then what? But that's the point. It's like, so what's the thing that the next six months will unlock? I Just put in more time, put in more effort. And then I'll unlock the next season. No, but what, what is the thing? <laughs> like, What are you working towards? Is it putting in more team? Is it unlocking a different service? Is it like, what is the thing? that you, No, no, it's just more time. More time in. That's all I need. And I, I think that's a false, it's an incorrect fallacy. Like it's completely incorrect. Like it's, you can't approach it the same way and expect a different result.
1: There's also this very odd thing that goes on for people where it's like if they stay in that grind mode for too long or living really frugally in the idea that they'll be able to retire one day, I often feel like depriving yourself of life's pleasures for so long leads to acting out. So you'll see someone who lives really frugally for years and then they'll buy a car that's way above what they should spend. I or, s- Yes, I've seen people do that. Yeah, so. or holidays or whatever it is. So the, the whole consensus that you can like grind and live frugally or deprive, area of your life, deprive areas of your life ongoingly without it coming out in another form, I just think is is crazy. It's a bad strategy. I guess it's
0: like cutting off the lifeblood and then the second that it happens, it's just like floods it in. It's like, oh my gosh, I just need to completely overcorrect. i got to make up for the last five years of not buying a car, Charlie, <laughs> which means of course I need the quarter of a million dollar Mercedes.
1: I 100% need it versus just chipping away at it. So you had your grind period when you were with us was, was focused right was because yeah now from there i've seen some big transitions in in your life in kind of setting up in this more sustainable model how have you approached it yeah so it's it's funny i've actually had
0: two massive grind times
1: so i grinded
0: when i first opened uh, online edge which was like an seo digital company and then i moved overseas and kind of lived the what is it like the tim ferriss lifestyle which is why i get to ask questions of like people going well do you really want to retire because i'm like i've done it and it's boring as hell <laughs> and then i chose to say hey i'm looking for a legacy project which was my migration into focus hq so i sold my e-commerce stores which i've covered before i've like i got rid of my clients and then i invested heavily into focus hq and did that for like seven to eight years
1: wait wait wait. so you uh did a grind to the so you did the thing right grinded got to that retirement point of doing the you know four-hour work week yep went and did it Hated it. Hated it. Which yeah. is really common. How many people get to retirement and then realize, oh, sitting on a beach isn't for months and months and months and months and months. Eventually, gets boring.
0: Totally. It was. And then I got back into it because I was, I was looking for like a legacy play. I was looking for something more substantial to sink my teeth in. I, I I sat there and I said, if I'm helping small to medium business owners rank first on Google, which is someone else's platform, not mine, I'm like, this is bound to end badly. I need something bigger, stronger that's actually going to set me up for where I want to be because I was just not happy with where I was. And the only way I was going to do that is a fundamental shift and require some grind. And that's what I did. And then I dove into Focus. And then when I left Focus and put in CEO and CFO and uh, just sat up up on the board, then it was, okay, cool. I've got great nest egg here. I've also got another nest egg um, in a dental inventory management software company. What am I going to be playing next? And that's kind of the start of your or my story around, okay, well, how do we place business sustainably? How do we invest outside of the business? How do we convert the money that I've made into investments that provide passive like non-passive slash passive cash flow as well as capital growth? So that I just don't have the same grind pressure that I once did.
1: Yeah, I love that. If you could go back in time to when you got out of online edge or when you made that transition. Would you have potentially changed the business you were in at that point and continued it with the hindsight you have now? It's funny. I've played
0: this through my head so many times, right? Uh, Potentially. I I probably would have. Like the – The thing that the reason I say potentially is the business acumen that I got from Focus HQ was ridiculous.
1: Totally, the skill improvement and level up you got from that was was substantial. That would be the one trade-off I look at. So that was so that's the thing because I'm like, if I went through
0: another business vehicle, yes, I'd be able to run it and I'd be able to make good money and stuff. But my business acumen of running boards, raising millions of dollars in cash, doing all of the things, I wouldn't have. Right, and then I wouldn't have the experience around software as a service and all those kind of things. And so I love looking back at life and just saying, "Well, it is what it is." And so I sit there and say, "This is the perfect path, albeit if I had the benefit of hindsight looking at it, I don't know. Maybe I still enjoyed the path that I went down, even though it was a fucking grind <laughs> for seven years. Um, because I am where I am today, and holy shit, am I
1: happy with where I am today?" This is why I say you got to go through some grind at some point. It grows you, right? It makes something special. (laughs) And you actually look back and appreciate it. Dude, I was doing
0: that eighty hundred hour weeks and people were like, holy smokes, we never see you. What the hell are you working towards? All these things. But I look back at it as some of the best times of my life. I've built solid friendships during that period of time. I've made a boatload of money during that time. I've made other people a lot of money during that time and it helped unlock things. And I've seen things that I wish no one else would see in business world Damn, it has rounded me out to the point that I don't think it sacrificed too much other stuff in my life.
1: Do you know there was a moment for me when I realized that there was no not doing business? When was that? I'm curious. I got to say, when was yours? When was yours? All right. So I reached the point where I'm reasonably well set up financially and uh, I go on a holiday and I'm at the hotel. And for the first few days of the hotel, I'm like, I'm just like completely zoned out, like relaxing, sitting by the pool. By like day five, I'm trying to work out how I buy the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if I ran this joint, I'd, I'd, you know, I'd change this, I'd put this here. Why are they upselling me something? I put in an upsell and I realized that I actually love the game of business. Yeah, you know, I get the story. I,
0: I, I concur. So this wasn't the time that it sort of triggered for me, but this was one of the times where I'm like, you know what? Fuck society. Um, I went, so I was lived in the Philippines for seven years and I went back and caught up with a whole heap of friends that were there. And so we went out for drinks and like, I don't drink a lot. So I'm having soda water. And this guy's like, cool, Grant, are you coming out to the club with us? And I was there with Hazel and I'm like, dude, no, I like, I want to get up tomorrow. I want to have a fresh day. And he's like, that's what's wrong with you, Grant. He's like, you're not willing to let your hair down. You're only around us when you want to talk about business, when we converse with you about the things that we're doing, you're not here just to have a good time. And I'm like, exactly. And then I jumped in a taxi, went back to the hotel. And I've never spoken to the like, Literally. And I just said, that is the definition of like all of the friends that I have that I want to be around would never say that shit because they get it.
1: I feel like it's an identity. Just like <laughs> people go, uh, you know, I'm a cyclist. I'm a chef. I'm a business owner. It's not something I'm trying to shed. No, I'm trying to absorb more. I want to hear what other people are doing. I want to be challenged. Want other people to
0: challenge, but that was one of the points where I'm like, I'm not part of your system. Like, if that's what y'all want to do, I'm I'm not in it.
1: I, I, I love that. So it's like because you weren't willing to down a bottle of Grey Goose and get a lap dance at the club, <laughs> I, dude. They were doing shots, and I'm like, dude, like I'm
0: I'm I'm supportive of you doing shots. I'm just not going to do them with you, and I'm not going to go to the club because I want go to get a bit. And I'm like, dude, don't shit on me. Don't shit
1: on my parade. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I wonder how many people are in business actually feel that same way though. Like they just know they're never going to get out of it. And I wonder how many business owners are in it for the outcome and then it's like are going to like put it down because maybe that's a sign they're not in the right business. Totally, totally.
0: Or they want to conform to society. Completely
1: dangerous in itself. All right. So for someone that's potentially got a business and I, I use myself as the example here, like is there anything you've applied to your life to make it more sustainable. How have you gone the sustainable model versus the grind model? So one of the the tweaks that I did last year,
0: which was like a nail in the coffin, was going to the gym in the middle of the day. (laughs) And I'm not talking run to the gym in the building and like do like a 45 minute workout and jump back in front of the computer.
1: You just get a kettlebell next to your desk, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Just like do some (laughs) kettlebell swings and like do some push-ups and like jump back in front. No, no. Like I like full kit myself up. I walk 15 minutes to this great gym. I do like an hour workout. 15 minutes back. I eat lunch. Then I'll read like a book and then I like come back. Like this thing is like two to three hours (laughs) in the middle of the day, which is like a force breakup. Like it's like you, I just get forced and I don't feel bad for it. Like I'm not getting there saying I need to work until 8 p.m., 9 p.m. at night to make up for the time that I did because I brought it forwards. I'm like, no, this just means that I need to make sure I'm really effective, really efficient on the times that I am working.
1: Vicky? I love that point so much because that's a little tweak that you've just made to like I take an hour and a half break or two-hour break, whatever it does take you. I don't know how long you work out for. But um, the idea that just having that in your schedule rather than being at your desk all day could be the difference between it being grind mode and it being a sustainable, enjoyable existence for you. Totally. And the greatest thing is I grab Hazel, we go to the gym together, we
0: walk together in the sun, in the rain. It's just like this enjoyable thing that i just look at it and I'm like, the gym's empty in the middle of the day, Charlie, and I wonder why. I wonder why it's empty. I don't know. Because maybe people are working, grinding. They potentially are. (laughs) But So that was a – Big thing that for me, it sort of unlocked this. I got one a reminder of going, hey, I'm doing something that other people aren't doing. This is something unique to me. I suspect you take pride in that now. I totally do. Oh, man. I'm the, I'm the guy. I've seen this story way too many times where it's like 9 a.m. So, I live in South Bank in Melbourne. And I love 9 a.m. walking out in trackies and like just looking like a delinquent and walking past everyone in suits who are all like disappointed, depressed, and I'm sitting there. I may as well be fucking skipping down this thing, dude. Like, tra-la-la-la-la. Like, my energy is fueled by everyone else's suffering. I'm just like, oh, yes. Give it to me. But Yes. Totally. I do love it.
1: What do I say? I also like that it's an area of your life though. So if you just work and you don't look after your health, you neglect your health, eventually you're going to feel like shitty. Let's be real. Yeah. Especially I know you're a guy who values your health. It's unlike that you're going to be thrilled not being able to go to the gym or or eat well. Yep. So by bringing in some of that area and not depriving yourself, putting it into a schedule which makes it sustainable, you've kind of got two here. Yep. So for someone else who's listening to this, that might be they take an hour off to play with their kids or it's uh, they go and play golf or do a hobby or whatever it is. But if they just had a little time shift, they could make their business and life incredibly more sustainable.
0: One of the coolest things that happened was, so I'll go to the gym sort of in the middle of the day, cool at like 10, 30, 11-ish on like a Saturday and Sunday, I'll get up, we'll do a podcast. We almost always do them on Saturdays <laughs> and then I go to the gym after. And so it actually, it's funny because it, it lines throughout, like it just continually progresses.
1: I'll share one for me here that's been really interesting. Um, I used to live what would call uh, we'll call it the normal life of I would have weekdays and weekends and then I would also have workdays and holidays. So the idea being, well, you work Monday to Friday and then on the weekends you have that often you spend time with, I don't know, doing social things, activities, yep. whatever it is. But I used to find for me personally, like I actually didn't enjoy that at all, where it was like, I'd work these massive days during the week and then was exhausted in the evening trying to squeeze in workouts and family time. And then on the weekends, I'm like bored. Yep. I'm like, okay, I've got this time back now. And then I'm just really recovering from the week I'm exhausted from where a really interesting concept of the idea of like, well, who's making that rule? Like you get to set your own schedule as a business owner. Like you could uh, literally work Sunday and not Monday. So I completely evaporated the ideas of there is weekdays and weekends, or that there are workdays and holidays. I just have days, yeah, and I work a little bit. I do a bit of health stuff. I do a bit of family stuff. Like I live a much more like integrated lifestyle where I get to do the things I love and enjoy every day, and. On one hand, it's like made it much more sustainable. I could do this for the rest of my life. I really could live in this way. And I think it's awesome. But the other side of it is I'm substantially happier for it. Mm. Cause you're not, you know, hitting a Friday going, oh
0: my gosh, I gotta like do nothing on a Saturday and Sunday. And you're not getting to a, what like a Sunday night going, ah, it's a Monday. Well, there's no Monday to dread in my world. <laughs> That's exactly like it's just enjoy or every day just is. And it, it yeah. It's interesting that you say that, like how many times have we caught up or had dinners or otherwise with people during the week to the point that it's just, it's just there's seven days in a week, you just pick one.
1: (laughs) I will say the added benefits is you can actually get into the restaurants you want to get into midweek much easier. (laughs) I was going to say, I'm like, it's so much easier. The play centers are empty or the gyms are empty midweek. Yep. So there's a lot of advantages to having a more flexibility with this day's concept and I really like, This would be like my number one thing to, for someone who's in that grind that wants to shift to being more sustainable, I think flipping the concept of like conforming to society's uh, schedule is probably one of the biggest levers you can pull. That's totally. What I really do. And then to your point is like the, whether it's the gym thing or the hobby thing or like including something in your day every day that you enjoy and look forward to. A huge part of it.
0: Like a non-negotiable. Like a, this is a me. I couldn't give a crap if you go and play golf or you go for runs or you're doing crazy cycling or anything like that. It's like what, and put it in the middle of the day. Just (laughs) so you're like forced to do it. it. Like, yeah. Don't push it back into the end where you typically like cancel it. Like that was one of the things where I'd get to like a 6 p.m. for like a workout. I'm like, "Ah, nah, I feel like I've had a big day. I won't do it. Or it's like, nah, I'm forced into it.
1: It can be really challenging though. This is part of it where it's like, it does feel awkward and different and you have to, uh, particularly one of the things I did was get Bianca on board. Like she understands what I'm doing where she doesn't perceive that, ah, the expectation is I will have weekends off. Yep. Yep. And for both of us, I think we actually have enjoyed living in this way much more, but you completely have to acknowledge is like, well, I can't just go do play dates with other people that don't live in that same way during the week. Or like not everyone's going to be able to come out for lunch or dinner during the week. Yep. So you still want to have some like normality to your schedule so you can integrate with people you want to spend time with who perhaps want to live in the days of weekdays and weekends. Well, I think because even though we, what is it, have left the matrix, is that, is that the best way?
0: <laughs> is, well, we're weird. certainly
1: different. I'm not sure if we've left the matrix, but we well, are definitely different.
0: Where it doesn't mean that the rest of society will conform. And so, in order to operate in said society or have family members or even friends who might not be business owners, they, they live on Saturdays and Sundays. And so, it's not that you sit there and say, no, that's like, I'm not going to support it. Dude, Just it's a realization of the world that you live in. It's like, what, well, are you not going to go to your families on a Sunday? Because it's like, every day is a normal day. No, like there will be things that you have to support and realize. But I think as a business owner, for us, it's more about how we design and choose what we want to do. In order to have that, to your point,
1: sustainability. This is a long game. This is not a sprint. <laughs> <laughs> can I throw in a couple more points on this one? Do it, do it, do it. Because these can make a massive difference as well. Is um, just stop doing the type of work you hate doing. Right, I think, or do less of it at the very least. Like, if you've got certain types of work you just hate doing, and like, I think everyone has this within their business. There's certain type of projects that are just hard. Do less of them or stop doing them. Like every business owner is in control of the products and services they sell. Like their ability to either create new products or just selectively sell the ones that are more enjoyable and sustainable for them. I think do it because if you're taking on things that make your life misery and you go into grind, it's not sustainable. It's just not sustainable. So you're saying that we're
0: not going to rebrand again?
1: No, we get pretty good at that. Actually, I actually think we like that. <laughs> not like, like, we, we should start no. a rebranding agency. <laughs> no, hells no.
0: But I think to your point, how many conversations of services and stuff that we currently operate or potentially people would like from us where our conversation is, is this something that we would enjoy doing? Is this something that we can su- see ourselves supporting for the long term versus,
1: oh, my gosh, cash grab. <laughs> yeah, doing, Don't do things just for the money. Yeah, I think if you take on projects just for the money, inevitably it doesn't. You you don't end up making as much money as you think you will, number one. And then number two is that people have to tolerate the person you are when you take on that type of work. Dude, you, your
0: husband or your wife. Since they're like you come out at 10 p.m. after you finish this project. This client complains, blah, blah, blah. it's like, no, it's not not worth whatever money you're going to earn from it. It's like you would much prefer that consistency. Yeah, I'm going to throw a second advice. one
1: here. Okay. Don't work with people you don't want to work with. Like we've both run service businesses and you could be offering the same service to two different clients and one of them, it's painful to deliver the service. It's really hard work and another one, it's glorious. Like it's fun to work with them. Like I actually enjoy working with all our clients. Like they're good people and doing fantastic things. Um, Then the other side of it is that applies to team as well. Totally. Totally. Like uh, I remember there's all these I've heard quite a few stories uh, work stories in the recent times grant you know as I'm integrating with society over the holiday period and how many of them have like horrible workmate or manager <laughs> stories that they put up with and I'm like I just wouldn't want to work with those people like why don't you get like a different job or something <laughs> like, just go do something different just
0: pick yourself up and put yourself somewhere yeah I was talking to a family member who had that exact situation and I'm like sleep like it's not worth getting paid anything like what's the difference like even if you took a little like decrease what are you going to do lose a little bit more money per year but
1: your happiness will be infinitely positive well that's this the thing here is like there's a scale to be played with here so if you're the business owner that's like grinding it out right now could you potentially uh like rework your schedule a little bit stop doing that one type of work you hate doing change some of the clients and people you work with to people you actually enjoy working with. Like, are you really going to be that worse off financially for shifting into this sustainability model? Totally. Like, how how much are you really going to lose versus what you gain here? And then the argument has to be made, if you shift to sustainability, you're going to make more money in the long run anyway because you can do it sustainably. It's, It's funny. We make more money now
0: in business that we enjoy it and it's completely sustainable than hitting the grind. Cause you can think clearer. You can play the game better. You a bit, obviously more people want to be around us and work with us because they're like, you guys thoroughly enjoy this. You're trying to completely grow. It's like, yeah, it comes back to this infection where it's just like, it, it has an, what is it? Illogical compounding value. Like, it doesn't seem like it would match. Like, what do you mean? Have fun and earn more. I'm like, no,
1: it totally does. Like, it can, yeah. Time and money are not linear. Like totally not. Warren Buffett doesn't work substantially more hours than I do, yet his earnings are crazy compared to mine. Yep. And not that my, I'm unhappy with my earnings, but that, I just think that's such a great example of uh, time input versus output. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Charlie, I, you know, that's not how it works for me, and I'm like, oh, it just means you don't have the skills yet for that yeah. to work for you. Like you don't understand. It can my business, be done. Charlie.
0: You don't understand it.
1: We're in different scenarios all right any other points and do you know what i will say i love the idea you've mentioned there of like when you shift to that sustainable model instead of a grind model that you want to escape from just the thinking becomes clearer because that's been my experience definitely been my experience also yeah it's
0: been uh, i think the the hardest part is changing the way that you are operating into something that might be against the grain or might be counterintuitive to yourself Right, but I always look at like what is the risk versus reward. So if I go and jam in a 2 to 3 hour block in the middle of the day to go to the gym and do something that I want to do to make make sure that I'm more present when I'm in the business or around others. Dude, nothing says I can't stop and change it back completely. <laughs> I'm like what really like oh really if Ch- hey Charlie you've now like there is no concept of a weekday and a weekend. Imagine that you did it and you don't like it or it doesn't help anyways. Uh, how hard would it be to change your back? Like <laughs> just try things, see where it lands. And I think that too many people just
1: look at it as being, what's the saying? Like it just is, this is how it is. Do you feel like a lot of people have an illusion that they don't have these types of choices and options? Totally. Because they've, they, yeah, they look at their life the way it is
0: based on, and I hate, I love the word of sheeple, but I hate the concept is that we kind of all follow each other which means that everybody else around us, family, friends, etc. Totally. We
1: try and fit in. It's, we're tribal, definitely.
0: Exactly. And so it's like, well, if that's what they're doing, I want to do the same. We're funnily enough, I actually, for some reason, I've rewired my brain when, and I know when it kicked in. It was a bloody four-hour work week from Tim Ferriss and the first gateway drug for me was stopping watching mainstream media. And I still remember it to this day. I was 20. And that was when I started looking at the rest of society saying, if I start doing things that are similar to everybody else, I'm doing it wrong. To the point, like, I'll be doing something that is so logical that in my mind, it's like, what is wrong with this? Like, why should I not be doing this? Because I love that as a natural skepticism. I think that's great. (laughs) (laughs) But but it's it's got its positives, but it's totally got its negatives. It's like, like I have, here we go. I have looked down and I'm like, why do we eat with a knife and fork? Like, surely there's a better invention. Wow, you've got that experience. Like, it's gone deep. (laughs) Like, it's to the point. you know me, tell I've always got these weird ass like questions and things, but totally because I just second question everything. I'm just like, well, I don't know. Why, why do I even wear a T-shirt right now? Like because the rest of the world expects me to wear a T-shirt on this podcast. And I'm like, okay, no one says I can't. Like No one says I need to. No one is. Like it's myself who has absorbed the rest of society. Anyway, don't get don't me on this. No, this is the
1: thing that concerns me is how much energy we spend every day in conforming and trying to fit in instead of making our lives the way that could actually
0: bring a, sustainability
1: and happiness to them. Imagine a blank canvas and just painting whatever the hell you want it to put on
0: it. And that is like whether it's clothes, your business, your whatever. Like, I think that's where everyone just should really be at is like who gives a crap what everyone else thinks.
1: I feel but, like there's this evolution that happens is like if, if you're someone who's worked in a job, eventually like you go from job to business owner and that's the um, jump between like you've got someone to tell you what you to do to then you've got no one to tell you what to do. And it's like it's very uncomfortable in the beginning. Yep. And the mentality is just to work really hard so that you can work it out. And for a lot of people, they do. Some don't. Obviously, the failure rate in business is quite high. But then the next stage of that is to go from, well, now I'm trying to do it in this way from it's like, you know, I'm going really hard to now how do I make it a sustainable model that suits me?
0: Yes. Yes
1: how do I make this something that it's like I'm actually getting the things out of my business that I want to get out of my business, that I'm actually building a life with my business and I'm not just building a business.
0: Yeah. I'm not living to work.
1: Completely.
0: I'm not, uh, it's funny. <laughs> We've got to wrap this episode up before I go down to rabbit
1: hole, dude. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's wrap it up. Interesting conversation. The message I just want to finish on is like for all the business owners out there is that I think the ultimate goal is to build something sustainable for you. Don't like, please don't be out there with the rest of society building a suffering pit that ultimately you're trying to escape from and retire from. But it's it's also that point like I have sat
0: at the window that overlooks uh, the Yarra um, as well as like a little bit of the bay having a coffee in the morning just questioning the day. I'm like, why am I doing these things? Like do I need to do these things? Do I actually enjoy doing these things? A lot of the things are, yeah, I do. I'm like, awesome. Other things, I'm like, maybe I should just change this around. So, like, the, the final thought that I just want to leave it on is, like, why are you doing the things that you're doing and why are you perceiving things to be enjoyable versus not enjoyable? Um, because you actually might enjoy some other things if you put more t- time and panning around it. Completely. Let's wrap it up. I just want to say thank you very much for everyone listening to us. We recorded this on Boxing Day. I have loved it. I'm actually kind of sad it's over. But head over to Business and yeah, Investing. Yeah,
1: that, that monotone's coming out again. Did you like this? Because, <laughs> dude, I've...
0: I've come from not recording a podcast and now I'm leaving the podcast. It kind of is sad.
1: Like, it to, is sad. I agree. I would know, have go to do, my misery
0: too. I'm, I'm going to like do every outro monotone from now on. And head over, easy e Head over to businessandinvesting.com forward slash newsletter and put in your details and we will notify you every single time we drop one of these episodes and it will be helpful for your business. I just want to say thank you again to yourself, Joe, and every one of the listeners for joining us. And we look forward to catching you on the next episode of Business and Investing.